0: نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم رب إشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمر وحل العقدة من لساني يبقه قولي ربنا زدنا علما كتاب الحيض باب 19 باب كيف تهل الحائض بالحج والعمرتي? كيف how to hell she will assume ihram she will put on the ihram who Al the menstruating woman of Hajj wal And of Umrah. Meaning if she is menstruating and she is supposed to enter the state of ihram because she is going with a group of people and it's time to enter the ihram for hajj, then what is she supposed to do? Is she supposed to do anything different? Is she supposed to leave anything out? How is her assuming of ihram going to be different from that of others? What does she have to do? حَدَّثَنَا بْنُ بُكَيْرٍ قَالَ حَدَّثَنَا عَنْ عُقَيْلٍ عَنْ إِبْنِ شِهَابِ she said, We left with the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم in al Wada'i. We left with the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم in Wada'i. So from us was man who ahalla bi umrah. The one who assumed ihram for umrah, meaning first they wanted to perform umrah, then come out of the state of ihram, and then when the day of Hajj would come, then they would put on ihram for Hajj. And some of us, we assumed ihram for Hajj, meaning They went in order to perform hajj directly without coming out of the state of ihram in the middle. فَقَدِمْنَا مَكَّةً So then we advance towards Makkah. And then when we reach there, we performed Umrah, فَقَالَ رَسُولَ الله صلى الله عليه وسلم, So the Prophet ﷺ, he said, مَنْ أَحْرَمَ بِعُمْرَةٍ Whoever assumed ihram of Umrah, وَلَمْ يُهدي But he did not bring the hadith, the sacrificial animal, then what should he do? فَلْيُحْلِلْ Then he should become halal, meaning he should come out of the state of ihram. In other words, when they reached Makkah, the people who had intended to perform Umrah they performed Umrah. After that, the Prophet ﷺ said, whoever did not bring the hadi did not bring the sacrificial animal, what should they do? They should come out of the state of ihram. وَمَنْ أَحْرَمَ بِعُمْرَةٍ وَأَهْدَى And whoever put on the ihram of Umrah, meaning they intended to do Umrah first, but they also brought along with them the hadi. then what should they do? فَلَا Yahillu. Then he should not come out of the state of ihram, حَتَّىٰ until يَحِلَّ Nahri هَدِّهِ He becomes halal, After the nahr, the sacrifice, the slaughter of his hadith, of his sacrificial animal. In other words, he will come out of the state of ihram. After when? After hajj. So basically, two types of hajj. They include umrah. Which one are they? Tamattur and quran. So those doing tamattur, they have a gap in the middle. Meaning, they come out of the state of ihram and when the hajj begins, they go back in. Alright? And they do not bring along with them the sacrificial animal. When you go from here, you don't take the animal with you. The second type is qiran, which is that you join Umrah and Hajj in one ihram and you take your sacrificial animal with you. This could be weeks before the actual Hajj. This could be a few days before the actual Hajj even. But the point is that there is no coming out of ihram in the middle. So this is what the Prophet said. And those who are not doing Umrah, when will they put on their ihram? Those who are doing only ifrad, when will they put on the ihram? When the day of Hajj comes in, right? And whoever intended only Hajj, then he should complete his Hajj. عنها, she said, "So I began my Hajj. I was menstruating at that time, and I continued to menstruate. And I did not stop, meaning I continued to menstruate." حَائِضًا I, I remained until حَتَّىٰ until كَانَ يَمُعَرَفَ Until it was the day of Arafah. And basically the chance of Umrah was gone because she had intended to perform Umrah. وَلَمْ أُهْلِلْ إِلَّا Umrah And I did not enter the state of Ihram except for that of Umrah. Meaning her intention when she was going to Makkah was what? Of Umrah. And now the chance of Umrah was gone. وسلم, so the Prophet commanded me an unku daraqsi that I undo my head, meaning my hair, wa tash, and that I comb my hair, wa uhilla bi And that I enter the state of Hajj only. Wa atrukal Umrah. And I leave my umrah. Meaning the umrah that I had intended, he told me to leave that now, and instead just enter the state of ihram. Change my niya. فَفَعَلْتُ al So I did that. I took my bath. And this bath was which one? After her Hajj was over. ففعلت ذلك حتى قضيت حج until I completed my Hajj. فبعث معي عبد Rahman ibn Abi بكر so he sent with me عبد Rahman, my brother, the son of Abu Bakr. وأمرني and he commanded me أن أعتمرة that I perform my Umrah مكان Umrati in place of my Umrah من التنعم from the تنعم, meaning this Umrah was not mandatory on her, but. Because she had intended earlier, she really wanted to, she was crying, she was really sad about it. This is why the Prophet ﷺ gave her a chance to go and perform an umrah. But basically what do we learn from this hadith? That if a woman has to switch her niyyah of hajj because of such a reason, then she just needs to switch her niyyah. That's it. She doesn't need to do anything special. She doesn't need to go out of the haram. She doesn't need to do anything special. She just needs to switch her intention. That's it al إِقْبَالِ wa وَإِدْبَارِهِ إِقْبَالِ What does إِقْبَال mean? The advancing, the coming, the approaching. So the approach of محيض, of menstruation, وَإِدْبَارِهِ What does إِدْبَار mean? Return. So the coming and the going. In other words, when does حيض actually begin? And when does it actually end? What are the signs that the حيض has begun? And what are the signs that the حيض has finished? Meaning how is it determined? When is a woman supposed to stop praying and when is she supposed to start praying again? Because many times women are in confusion. They don't know if their Hayd has actually begun, so they are sometimes praying, sometimes not praying. They're in a state of doubt. And when their bleeding is over, even then they're not sure whether their Hayd is gone or not. So they continue to pray or they delay the Salah until they are completely sure. So how is it to be determined? Because you see, every Salah is fard. The only salah that you are exempt from is that which comes at a time when you are in your hayd. So a woman has to be very sure about this. That okay, now my hayd has begun and now my hayd has ended. Because this is a matter of obligations. Now for many women, determining this is a little challenging. Why? Because their hayd begins with sufrah and it ends with sufrah. What is sufrah? Color discharge, yellowish discharge. Meaning before the bleeding actually begins, they have spotting or they have colored discharge, unusual discharge. And once the bleeding ends, it doesn't completely go away, they still have colored discharge, like a pinkish discharge or a brownish discharge or a really dark yellow unusually colored discharge. So this keeps them in a state of confusion. And this is why the question is that, is this sufra Considered Hayd or not? This is a problem basically that Sufra, is it Hayd or not? Now remember that there are many opinions concerning this issue. There are at least five opinions concerning this issue. And I'll tell you the one that's most common or most acceptable by the majority of the scholars. And that is that Sufra, meaning the colored discharge, which is in the time of Hayd, which is in the time of Hayd, that is considered Hayd. Meaning, if a woman regularly menstruates for seven days, for example, and the thing is that at the beginning for the first day, for a couple of hours, she has color discharge, and then finally the bleeding begins. Then it continues for the next seven days, but on the the seventh day, it doesn't just end like that, but rather there is color discharge for one day. Because it is within the time of Hayd. This is why it is considered Hayd. But if it's outside the time of Hayd, meaning she's not supposed to be having her period, but all of a sudden she has some color discharge, really dark discharge, then she will not consider it to be Hayd. Also one more thing remember, that if it is joined with Hayd, if it is muttasil with Hayd, meaning she usually has a period for let's say four days, all right? but before the actual bleeding, before the actual bleeding, she has spotting for one day. It's joined with Hayd. It begins with spotting and eventually the bleeding begins. And then it's joined with Hayd, meaning after the Hayd. Let's say the bleeding is for four days, but after four days, it doesn't just stop, but she has discharge for a day, two days, three days, then that is considered as haid as well. So there are two things basically. The time of Hayd and it should be connected with Hayd. It should be Muttasil and also in the Zaman, also within the time also there are three states of sufra okay there are three states of this color discharge one is that it is in the time of haid then obviously it is haid now sometimes in the time of haid in the middle also it happens that sometimes a woman is having a period all of a sudden it becomes it goes away almost or one day she's only spotting and then the next day again the bleeding continues so it's still within the time of haid so what is it it is haid secondly The second state of Sufra is that it is after Tuhur. Meaning, she had her regular period for seven days. She saw the signs of cleanliness, meaning clear discharge. She was clean for three days, and then all of a sudden she had some spotting. It is outside the usual time of Hayd. Then what is this? It is not Hayd. She will ignore it. She will not give any importance to it. The third state of Sufra is before Hayd. Before Hayd, let's say, a week before the actual period begins. Then again, this is not haid But if it's before the ha'il, but connected with the ha'il, joined with the ha'il, then it is ha'il. You understand? So basically, this is a confusing matter, but a woman has to see. She has to see, she has to observe, that is it joined with the period? If it's joined, then it is period. Is it in the time of the period? Then it is period. Likewise, if it's just for a day or two, okay, like after the period, it's just for a day or two, then this is period. But if it is going on and on for five days, for ten days, then she will disregard it. When it's before the حيض, then remember typically every woman has a regular pattern. In the first week of the month, in the second week of the month. And, you know, especially if you mark it, It's highly encouraged that you should because then you're not in a state of confusion. Then you know that, okay, my period is supposed to begin two days from now. One day from now. I'm one day early. I'm two days early. I'm three days early. Then you consider it as hayd. But if it's coming a week early, if it's coming five days before, seven days before, ten days before, then you will disregard it. So this is why it's necessary that you are aware of your body, of your cycle, of your regular pattern. Because otherwise... These issues will become very problematic. For how long does it stop? Just one day. So because it stops in the middle and for tuhur, some scholars said that the minimum time of tuhur, it's actually tuhur only, because it was not it's not hailed and it's not hail. But because it's clear in the middle, and this is a regular habit, it's clear in the middle, and then the average cycle is like let's say seven days. Then they should disregard it. But let's say the women of the family typically menstruate for seven days. For this sister what happens is the first two days she has spotting, one day she is clean, the next two days she has potting, and then she is clean, and then the next two days she is potting, for example. Then in this case what will she do? She will consider that to be Hayd. That whole part. Because the scholars also said that if you see Tuhr in the middle of your period, your average cycle is seven days. You saw clear discharge in the middle of your period. And you thought you were clean. You thought you were clean. And your period started again. Your bleeding started again the next day, the following day. Then you will disregard that period of طهر. Meaning don't think that your next period has begun or that istihada has begun. This is actually a continuation of the same period. If the total period of time is like seven days, which is the average number of days that the women in her family menstruate for, she will consider to be period. But if adding those days, if it comes up to, let's say, 10 days, 15 days, and it's more than how much the women of the family menstruate for, so you have to see how much total number of days. All right, one put together. So, for example, a woman sees that the bleeding has stopped, she is dry, she doesn't see any discharge, but typically her cycle is, let's say, seven days. On the sixth day, she is dry. Then she will wait. She should wait. How long can she wait? A day, up to two days even, she should wait. Okay, but because she can have spotting again. Again, be familiar with your body, with your cycle, with your pattern. And you are your best judge. Now, day doesn't necessarily mean 24 hours. Okay, so for example, if you started after Zuhur, you don't have to wait until a week later after Zuhur and then you check yourself. You could become clean before that as well. You could become clean after that. You just have to look at the signs. But by the Zuhar time, I saw the spotting again. Mm-hmm. But see, you were hasty in taking the bath then. Because if you know that typically it's a complete day, if it's complete seven days, after seven days I become clean, then you should wait. Okay? Give it some time. You should wait. Okay. All right. time of the day, they are going to be clean as well. So mm-hmm. somebody who has a pattern, then they would see generally, oh, it's always afternoon mm-hmm. that I am clean. Mm-hmm. So for that day, we shouldn't hasten in doing it in the morning, even if we feel clean. Yes. Wait till the regular habit time as well. Exactly. And the women used to, Meaning, the women at the time of the Prophet ﷺ, they used to yabasna. They would send ila aisha to aisha al-dilawunha with durjati, with a box. It's a kind of a container. So they would send a, a container to her. Fiha, in it would be al-kursuf, cotton. Fiha sufra, and on that cotton would be sufra, meaning color discharge. In other words, they would wipe themselves, and they wouldn't be able to judge. So what would they do? They would put that in a box and send it to Aisha رضي الله and ask her that please tell us does it mean we are clean or not clean? فتقولوا, so her response would be لَا تَعْجَلْنَا Don't be hasty. Take your time. حَتَّىٰ Until You see Al Qassat al The word قَصَّة has been understood in several ways but basically al الْبَيْضَىٰ is when a woman wipes again alright, when a woman wipes again the cotton or the cloth that she's using, it comes back beyda, It comes back white. So meaning when she wipes, it comes back clean. So she would say, wait, take your time, until the next time you wipe, it comes out clean. When it comes out clean, and clear and white, then consider yourself to be pure. So for some women, they might feel that it's dry completely, there's nothing. So wait, until you actually see the discharge. Because sometimes a discharge would be colored and other times it would be clear. So it's best to wait to see the clear discharge. And by this qasat al she intended by that, al tuhur meaning the state of cleanliness, al from the menstruation. And it reached, Ibnata Zayd ibn Thabit, the daughter of Zayd ibn Thabit, الله anhu. She found out that, that women, yad'una, they would call for, Masabiha With lamps. Meaning in the middle of the night, min جو الليل, in the middle of the night they would call for lamps so that they could yanzurna, they could look at إِلَى tuhri to the signs of cleanliness. In the middle of the night they would get up, they would wipe themselves to check if they were clean or not and they would ask for lamps to be lit, they would borrow lamps to check if they were clean or not. So when she saw women going to such a great length trying to figure out if they were clean or not, فقالت so she said ما كان النساء, the women would not يصنعن they would do هذا this the women meaning at the time of the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم, they would not do this at all عليهن and she criticized them from عيب so she criticized them that why are you imposing this burden on yourself the women at the time of the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم would not do this so what do we understand from this you know considering both of these narrations about Aisha الدلو عنها and the daughter of Zayd bin سابت how do you put them together what do you understand? Don't be extreme. Relax. Just like Aisha Abdullah Anha said, la do Don't be hasty. Take your time. If you know that your cycle is six complete days, seven complete days, then wait until the complete days are over and then check yourself. Because otherwise, a woman would constantly be checking herself and she would be in a lot of difficulty. She'd be waking up in the night, checking herself every hour and this would make her life difficult for her. Now, what if the woman has to go to sleep? She's not clean then, but she's spotting and she has a feeling that she might be clean soon. Then what should she do? Should she get up in the middle of the night to check? She has to find out if she should pray Isha or not? Wake up before Fajr? It depends on the color of discharge, the kind of discharge and the regular habit. So for example, in the night when she's sleeping, the discharge is there but it's kind of still dark and she knows it's going to take time. Her regular habit is that it takes complete 24 hours. So she knows that most probably she will end sometime in the noon. Then she should not wake up her Fajr. She should not meaning make it difficult upon herself. But if she's up anyways, and if she checks just for the satisfaction of her heart, she may do that. But in the middle of the night, not a good idea. Before Fajr, okay. But not in the middle of the night. That in Ramadan, it's challenging. Women want to make sure that they're clean, and they want to be clean. But again, they should not make it hard upon themselves. But again, if you don't, have to pray Fajr then you don't have to, right? حدثنا عبد الله بن محمد قال حدثنا سفيان عن هشام عن أبيه عن أن فاطمة بنت أبي حبيش كانت تستحاضو. فاطمة بنت أبي حبيش, she used to have istihadah فسألت النبي صلى الله وسلم, so she asked the Prophet about it. فقال so he said this is a vein and it is not menstruation. فَإِذَا أَقْبَلَتِ الْحَيْضَةُ So when the Haydah, the period comes, فَدَعِ الصَّلَاةَ Then leave the prayer. وَإِذَا أَدْبَرَتْ And when it goes, فغتسلي, Then take wa salli And pray. Now, this hadith is being used as evidence. okay Of what? Evidence or you can say, the explanation for determining when the حَيْضَ begins and when it ends. How? How do we understand from this hadith? Because the Prophet ﷺ basically left it to her. To determine when the Hayd comes and when it ends. That when is the bleeding different from Istihadah. Meaning when you see those signs, when you see those characteristics, when you know that Haydah has come, the characteristics are there, then stop praying. But when those signs are gone, when those characteristics are finished, then resume praying. So basically, it is left to every woman. That she has to first of all learn about the signs and the characteristics and secondly she has to be familiar with herself. That what is the usual time of her hayd and what are the alamat, what are the signs of her hayd. And for every woman the alamat may be different. For one woman it may be spotting before the actual bleeding. For other women it may not be spotting but it may be bleeding. So for every woman the alamat are different and she should be familiar with her alamat la taqdi al الْحَائِظُ salata. A menstruating woman should not make up the prayer. Meaning she does not have to make up the missed prayers. All those prayers that she did not get to pray during her haid, she is not going to make them up after she becomes clean. Now, we also learned that a menstruating woman does not fast. But does she make up the fasts? Yes, yes she does. Why? Because that's what she has been instructed to do. Fasts we have to make up, but prayers we don't have to make up. But what's the Wisdom. That making up all of the missed prayers is more difficult. Right? It is challenging compared to making up the missed fasts. That salah is prescribed in its time. Meaning you have to pray salah within that time. Fasts, what do we learn in the Quran? That whoever is not able to make up, then fa'iddatun min ayam in But for salah, we don't have that option that if you're too busy, don't pray now, pray next day. We don't have that option. Salah has to be prayed within the given, within the specified time. And if a person is not able to, okay, for a reason that is not excusable, then he has to make it up. But when a woman leaves salah in Hayd, then she is excused from salah. You understand? Then she is excused from salah. She doesn't have to pray those salawat. Neither then nor later. She's not obligated to perform those salawat. And remember that fasting, wa ana That fasting is for Allah And He rewards for it So the reward of fasting is Indeed very great So it's like Out of the mercy of Allah That a woman has to make up the fast So that she's not deprived of that reward That special reward Also remember that Salah resumes right after A woman becomes pure But fasting doesn't necessarily Unless it's the month of Ramadan And it's not year round It's only for a month But salah You stop for the time When you're menstruating But then you start praying immediately after. So this is the reason why a woman does not make up the missed prayers. Jabirun wa Abu Jabir and Abu Sa'id, they narrated عَنِ النَّبِيَّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وسلم that الصَّلَاةَ that such a woman, meaning menstruating woman, will leave the prayer. Now, if a woman left salah thinking that she was menstruating, but later on, she realized that she was not menstruating. It happens with people, right? Irregular periods or sometimes stress or there could be various reasons. A woman is breastfeeding or after childbirth when her period is beginning, it's not that regular. Then she thought she was menstruating but she realized after a couple of hours the next day that she wasn't menstruating. So what about those prayers that she missed? She does not have to. Why? Because all of the ahadith which tell us that the women who were having istihadah, they came to the Prophet ﷺ asking, should we leave the prayer? Like, what are we supposed to do? And it's understood that they were not praying until then. Which is why they came asking him that, should we just stay like this, not pray at all? The Prophet ﷺ would not tell them to make up their prayers. Because when they left the prayers, at the time that they were leaving their prayers, they were certain that they were menstruating. Alright? So basically, if a woman... Knows. She believes in her heart that she's menstruating. And because of that, she leaves a prayer. After a day, she figures out that no, this was not hailed. Then she doesn't have to make them up. Alright? You know, But she left the prayer with the understanding that she had hailed. This is why we say, rabbana لَا تُعَخِذْنَا إِنَّ سِنَا أَوْ أَخْطَأْنَا This was a khata. So she doesn't have to make up the prayers. Because in none of the hadiths we learned that the Prophet ﷺ instructed the women. But now we have to learn the other side of the story that when do we determine that it is Hayd and as a result of that we start leaving the Salah. Okay? Like you really have to be confident that yes, this is Hayd. Then you leave the Salah. And if you're unsure, then ask, find out. حَدَّثَنَا مُوسَىٰ بْنُ قَالَ حَدَّثَنَا هَمَّامُ قَالَ حَدَّثَنَا قَتَادَةُ قَالَ حَدَّثَتْنِي مُعَاذَةَ أنَّ امرأة قَالَتْ لِعَائِشَةَ She said to Aisha uh, should tajzi, she make up. Okay, literally to pay back, but over here gives the meaning of make up. Ihdana, one of us, صلاتها, her prayers, إِذَا طَهُرَتْ when she becomes clean. Meaning when she becomes clean from her hayd, should she make up all of the prayers that she missed during her hayd? So Aisha radhullahu anhā, she said, فَقَالَتْ أَحْرُّريَةٌ anti? Are you احْرُّريَة? Meaning what kind of a question are you asking? Are you احرُّريَة? We used to menstruate at the time of the Prophet ﷺ. And he would not command us with it, meaning he never commanded us to make up our missed prayers, أَوْ Or she said that we never did this. Now, why did she say to her, are you a Haruriyah? This word Haruriyah, this is nisbah to the city of Harura'. Harura', which is by Kufa. And a person who was from Harura' was called Haruri, or a woman was called Haruriya. And why did Aisha radhullahu anha call her Haruriya? Because there was a group of people known as the Khawarij. Okay, the Khawarij. The first group of them, the first faction of them, this is where they were from. They were from the city of Harura. And they were the ones who came against Ali radhullahu anhu. So basically this fitna began from this place. So in other words, Aisha was asking, are you a Khariji? Are you a Kharjai woman? Why did she ask her this question? Because the Khawarij, one of their main principles, you can say, was that they would follow, accept only that which was in the Qur'an. And any explanation that was given by the Sunnah, they would not accept it. Okay? It doesn't mean that they would reject the Sunnah completely, reject the Hadith, but... Any explanation of the Qur'an that we find from the hadith, from the sunnah, they would not accept it. Now in the Qur'an we learn that salah is mandatory. When it's mandatory, it means if, if you miss it, then you have to make up. But what explains to us that if a woman is menstruating, she does not pray, she doesn't have to make up the prayers. What explains that to us? The sunnah. So the sunnah gave this understanding, so the khawarij rejected it. You understand? They rejected it. Which is why they believe that if a person commits, for example, a major sin, then he has become a kafir and he should be killed. This is why they came against the companions of the Prophet ﷺ as well. Accusing them that they have become kuffar. So anyway, this was one of their main principles. So this woman asked that do we have to make up the prayers? Now this was a thing that was unheard of it was understood because this is what the Prophet ﷺ taught the companions, that when a woman does not pray in her hayat, she does not make them up. Yes, this is not mentioned in the Qur'an, but where do we understand this from? From the sunnah. So if she's asking about this, so Aisha ﷺ said that, are you a haruriya? Meaning what kind of a question are you asking? Why are you asking this? Why are you creating fitna by raising such a question? When the sunnah is so clear, why are you creating doubts about it? So it is clear therefore that, a menstruating woman does not have to make up the prayers after her hayd is over. Yes, that women have to pray yes. within hayd as well. Yes. Not that miss up salah for yeah. haid. Again, they same thing, that they reject the sunnah. This kind of thing, right? Yeah. Exactly. They reject the sunnah. Those people who reject the sunnah even today believe the same thing. That menstruating women pray, they pray even during their hayd, right. right? Not miss prayers, but they pray. Meaning they don't even leave their salah during their haid. Basically, this is the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we don't have to make up the prayers. And besides, this was his amr, his, his hukum that we have menstruation. Mm-hmm. So he exempt exactly. us from doing it. Okay. So I think this reason for me prevails over everything else. Exactly. Like it's Allah's will. Bab ha'idhi wa hiya Sleeping with a menstruating woman who is wearing her clothes. Which clothes? Siyab over here doesn't mean the normal clothes. But it refers to the special clothes that are worn for periods, meaning the cloth that is worn, the pad that is worn in order to collect the menstrual blood. So while she is wearing that, meaning that that cloth will have blood on it, that menstrual pad, whether it's disposable or what, whatever, is going to have blood on it, right? So can a person touch a woman who's basically touching something filthy? Like her body's touching a filthy piece of cloth? Of course. Okay? Because the najasa is not in the body. The najasa is where? Only on that cloth. Only in that area. Only in that blood. And that's it. Sa'ad ibn Hafsin qala haddathana <laughs> shaybanu so, an yahya an abhi salamata an zaynab abnati abhi salamata haddathathu anna umma salamata qalat sa'um salama she said to who? Her daughter. Zainab bint abhi salamata. So she narrated to her that وسلم, fil We have read this hadith earlier. فَانْسَلَلْتُ فَخَرَجْتُ مِنْهَا فَأَخَذْتُ ثِيَابَ حِضَتِي فَلَبِشْتُهَا فَقَالَ لِرَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَمَ أَنُفِسْتِي قُلْتُ نَعَمْ فَدَعَانِي Zainab, she said that, and she also told me, meaning Um Salama, that anna nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam kana yuqabbiluha, that he would kiss her, wa huwa sā'im, while he would be fasting. Wa kuntu aghtasilu ana, and she said that I would take a bath, ana wa nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, min ina'im wahid, from a single bucket, min al-janaba, from janaba. So basically in this hadith we see that she was wearing her menstrual cloth, and she lied down with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in that state. So there is absolutely no harm in this ta khada The one who took al The clothes for Hayd siwa other than ثِيَابِ Tuhri, The clothes of purification. Meaning a person who keeps separate clothes for Hayd. Meaning they don't wear those clothes regularly. They only put them on in the time of their Hayd. Is this permissible? Yes, it is permissible. Can you say it's better? Yeah why not because it gives you peace of mind you know a woman is relaxed and she knows that her clothes are clean absolutely but if she is not able to keep separate clothes for hailed and i don't mean the whole outfit okay because these days you have disposable pads just a few decades ago women were using reusable okay that are washable just like diapers before even today people wear washable ones but these days washable diapers are like unheard of and if somebody's uh, using them, people think that they're doing something very strange. But anyway, if a woman keeps separate menstrual pads like that, is that okay? Yes, it is. Because it's possible that other times, she doesn't need the menstrual pad, but she needs to wear it because of heavy discharge, for example. Then can she put that on? Yes, she can. That if a woman has separate underwear for her haid, she's kept it for her health time, but outside of that, if she intends to wear it, can she wear it? She can, as long as it's clean. حدثنا معاذ بن فضالة قال حدثنا هشام عن يحيى عن أبي سلمة عن زينب أبنتي أبي سلمة عن أم سلمة قالت she said بين أنا مع النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم مطجعة في خميرة حطّت once I was lying with the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم in the blanket in the covers and I began my حيض فانسلتُ so I slipped quietly فأخذتُ سيّاب حيضتي and I took my clothes off my حيض فقالة, so he said Anufisti, I said yes and he called me Fil so I went and lie down with him in the blanket again. Bab Shuhudi witnessing being present of who? Al The menstruating woman, where Al the two Eids. Meaning a woman who is not praying, she's in her hayd. should she go to witness the eed prayer? She's not going to perform their Eid prayer, obviously. But can she go witness? Yes, she should. Why? Because it's not just their Eid prayer, but also al الْمُسْلِمِينَ And the supplication, okay, the dua of the Muslimin, al-musalla. But they should stay away from the prayer place. Now this da'wa is also understood as invitation. So other meetings of the Muslims. So you can say gatherings, where Muslims get together. So, for example, a gathering of knowledge, a gathering of knowledge, gathering of studying the Quran. Then, can a, a menstruating woman go and participate in that? Can she go and witness that? Yes, she can. She definitely can. Muhammadun huwa قال أخبرنا عبد الوهاب عن أيوب عن she said كنا we would stop we would forbid عواتقنا our عواتق عواتق is the plural of not atika but atiqah with a qaf that is atika the name is from atiq okay bayt al atiq so anyway Atika is a young girl who has just begun her height or she is near that stage she's going to begin her period very soon or she has just started it or she is of marriageable age so basically a young girl who has just reached puberty or is reaching puberty recently reached puberty so they used to stop such girls such young girls and yakhrujna that they should go out fil idain for their eight prayers they would not let them go why okay that they have just started their periods they might still be learning how to keep themselves clean or how to keep area clean and if they're going in that place and they're negligent they could do more harm then take benefit okay no but this was after the time of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam Because such girls were protected in a way. That other people will see them. You know, they're ready for marriage. They, They didn't want everybody seeing them. I mean, unfortunately, these days, it's the exact opposite. That if a woman is of marriageable age, then she is sent out in the world. She is sent to gatherings, fully adorned, so that she can receive proposals. It was the exact opposite way in that culture, in that tradition that such girls were not allowed to go out much. They were kept inside the house, out of hayat. Okay? This may be difficult for us to understand, but this was actually out of hayat that they did. Protecting their purity, their chastity, that they're clean. No one has seen them. You know, they're clean. No, No one has set their eyes on them. Hidden pearls. Exactly. Hidden pearls. Okay? The purer, the better. And also, one of the reasons was that Especially after the time of the Prophet ﷺ, because in his time, the true understanding of haya, it was clear to the people. So why was it that soon after the Prophet ﷺ, the people went back to this practice? Because there was fitna at that time. There was fitna at that time, you know, lots of haraj, murder, and lots of fighting amongst the people because of the instability that was in the ummah, unfortunately which, alhamdulillah, it was soon taken care of, but there was instability. So this is one of the reasons why they would not let them go. And Eid, a large gathering, public place, so many people are there, so out of hayat, they would not let them go, especially to these occasions. So what happened? فَقَدَمَتْ So a woman came, meaning she came to the place where Hafsa was. فَنَزَلَتْ So she descended, meaning she arrived at قَصْرَ بَنِي خلف. You remember the word Nazala, The word analysis of this word. What does it mean? That when a traveler, they reach their destination and then they unpack, they undo their baggage and then they descend at a place, right? So this is what the word Nazala means. So she arrived at, she stayed at Qasra, the fortress of Bani Khalaf. And where was this? This was basically in Basra. This was in Basra. That's where the Bani Khalaf were. So a woman came to Basra. And this is where Hapsa was. فحدثت so this woman who came, she narrated an أُخْتِهَا about her sister. وَكَانَ زَوْجُ أُخْتِهَا and the husband of her sister. So basically this woman came and she's telling the people about her sister and about her brother-in-law, about her sister's husband. She said, my sister's husband وَكَانَ زَوْجُ أُخْتِهَا He went to battle مع النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم with the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم so twelve battles. This is what he participated with the Prophet ﷺ. وَكَانَتْ أُخْتِ مَعَهُ فِي سِتْنِ. And his sister was was with him in six. Meaning, this woman came and she said, my my brother-in-law participated in twelve battles along with the Prophet ﷺ, and my sister she was present in six of them. So basically, she's talking about a couple who was very close to the Prophet ﷺ who had spent many years with the Prophet ﷺ, who had been under his direct instruction. So basically their understanding of the deen, their practices were proved by the Prophet ﷺ. قَالَتْ She would say, meaning her sister would say, كُنَّا al الْكَلْمَةِ We would nudawi we would treat from the word dawa. What does Dawa mean? Cure. So we would treat Al Kalma plural of Kalim which is Jarih meaning someone who is wounded. So we would treat the wounded وَنَقُومُ عَلَى الْمَرْضَى And we would stand by the ill, by the sick. Meaning, this is why we would go to battle. Because all the men would be participating in battle. Every single man was needed. So the women were left to take care of the wounded, the injured, and the sick. So even though they were men, the, the women would have to take care of them. فَسَأَلَتْ أُخْتِي So my sister, she asked a صلى الله عليه وسلم, meaning once she asked him, a is عَلَى Ihdana On one of us but sun, any harm? Meaning, is there any harm on one of us? جلباب, when she does not have a jilbab, what is a jilbab? An outer garment that is worn on top of the clothing that a woman wears inside the house. So for example, your abba So is there any harm if a woman does not have a jilbab, that she does not go out? Meaning she does not go to their Eid prayers? So my sister, she asked the Prophet sallallahu alaihi عليه this question. So, what was his response? Qala he said لِتُلْبِسْهَا she should make her wear who صاحبَتُهَا her, her companion her friend من جِلْبَابِهَا from her jilbab. So basically, her friend should share her jilbab with her. Doesn't mean that she should give her extra jilbab to her. No, she doesn't have an extra one. She only has her jilbab. So what should she do? She should share her jilbab with her. So basically like a huge shawl, she should put it on herself and she should also put it on her friend. And together they should go to their Eid prayer. The Prophet ﷺ would not say, no, she can go without it. She doesn't have it, she doesn't need to wear it. Nor did he say that she doesn't have to go then. No, both are necessary. She has to go and she has to wear her jilbab. So what's the option then? Borrow from someone, that's not possible, share with someone. Okay, لتلبسها. she should clothe her basically, sahibatuwa, her companion should, minjilbabiha, wal tashhadil khayra, and she should witness the good, wa da'wat al-muslimin and the dua of the believers. Meaning she should be present at that gathering, why should she be deprived of the goodness? Because if you think about it, at Eid, Eid is performed in an open space, and everyone is supposed to come. Women, children, young, old, men, everyone is supposed to come and it's supposed to be performed in congregation. There's supposed to be dua as well, right? And we know that when people are worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala collectively, then what happens? The mercy of Allah descends on them. Allah's forgiveness descends on them. His special blessings descend on them. So when Allah's blessings, His mercy is descending on those people, then why should she be deprived of it just because she doesn't have a dulbab or just because she's menstruating? She should not be deprived of it. She should still go. wa al muslimin. فَلَمَّا أُمْ عَطِيَّةِ Now Hafsa, she's narrating that when أُمْ عَطِيَّةِ she came. Meaning she came to Basra. So basically her sister came. Remember that woman who who was t- talking about her sister? So who was her sister? Umm-Atiyah. She was talking about Umm-Atiyah. Alright? And her husband. So when Umm-Atiyah herself came to Basra, سَأَلْتُهَا Hafsa said, I asked her myself. Meaning she confirmed. Look at the research. She said, سَأَلْتُهَا I asked her, Asamiratin Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Did you hear the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa say this? قَالَتْ she said, Bi Abi Na'am. May my father be sacrificed? Naam. Yes, I did hear. Wa and it was her habit, whose? Umu'atiyya, that la she would not mention the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wa sallam, illa qalat Except that she would say, Abi, May my father be sacrificed. Samirtuhu Yakulu, she said, I heard him saying, yakhrujul awatiqu wa dawatul khudur. That awatiq, demonstrating girls, wa dawatul khudur. Wat plural of that, and khudur, plural of khidr. Meaning those who are concealed and hidden in the house, they're not allowed to go out. Even such girls, they should go out. Or she said, or she said, the who are, الخدور, they should go out, and all the menstruating women. All of them should go out. For what? For their Eid prayer? الخيرى, and they should witness the good. المؤمنين, and the dua of the believers. ويعتزلوا, and should stay away who الحيض, the menstruating women from where Al the prayer place. Meaning the menstruating women should just stay away from the prayer place. Why? Because they're not praying. So why should they be in the middle of the prayer place? Because firstly, it will be awkward for them that they're sitting in the middle and people are standing around them praying. Secondly, they would be disrupting the the rose. So they should stay away from there. قَالَتْ حَفْصَةُ حَفْصَ, She said, فَقُلْتُ So I said, الْحُوِيَّضُ Meaning the menstruating women, even they should go to the Eid prayer. فَقَالَتْ أُمُّ عطية She said, أَلَيْسَ تَشْهَدُ عَرَفَةً وكذا وكذا Does a menstruating woman not uh, witness عرفة? Meaning if she goes for Hajj, she's there at عرفة. If she goes to Hajj, she's doing everything except for طَوَاف. So if she can do that, she can also go to a place of Prayer, where people are praying Salatul Eid. So in this hadith, what do we see? That a menstruating woman should go to the place where Eid Salah is being performed, even though she is not going to pray Salah, but still she can benefit from that gathering. Because you know that after their Eid Salah is the Khutbah, right? So if there is learning in this, then she will meet people. She should feel Eid as well. And you see, there is no Eid without their Eid Salah. Many times what happens? People go perform their Eid prayer. They have some fun, they come back home and they go to sleep. Or then they go to work. So what is Eid then? It's the prayer. That's the main celebration. So a woman should go and benefit from that. Also, we see from this that other gatherings where people get together, other gatherings of benefit, a woman should also go there Which is why we see that at the time of the Prophet ﷺ, women would go to his majlis, you know, his majalis, where he would be teaching. He would be reciting the Qur'an. They would go and be present at these gatherings. And outside of Haid, they would go pray in congregation in the masjid. They would also participate in jihad. They would pray Eid. They would go for Jumrah. They would pray Istisqa, salatul khusuf, kusuf. Therefore, we see that it is liked, it is preferred for women to participate in community acts of worship or such activities. It is preferred for her. That she should be an active member of the society. She should know what's going on in the community. But unfortunately women are so kept away from this that they have no idea what's going on. Like she goes out of the house only when she's being buried. Either that or this concept of haya for the young girls. And also the extreme ghira that some men have for their women that they don't want them to be exposed to anyone. They don't want anyone to see them. Even if they're covered head to toe, they don't want them to be seen. Yes, it's good to have ghira, but it should not be such that a woman is being deprived of the goodness, that if she has an opportunity to learn something, to worship Allah, to benefit from a gathering, then she's not allowed to, just because of the rira of the men of her family. This is the freedom of women. When a woman menstruates in a month, how many periods? Three periods. Meaning a woman has three periods in one month. And what should be confirmed, meaning what should be accepted as true? What does tasliq mean? To confirm the truthfulness. So what should be confirmed from who? From an from the women. Meaning if a woman says, I have had three periods in one month. I have one period in one month. Whatever claim a woman makes concerning her period, what kind of a claim should be accepted? What kind of a claim should be considered true? في concerning the حيض and the pregnancy. If a woman says something concerning her حيض or something concerning her pregnancy, then what kind of claim should be accepted? فيما yumkinu in that which is possible al of حيض. لقول الله تعالى because of the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَلَا يَحِلُّ لهن, It is not permissible for them أَن يَكْتُمْنَ مَا خَلَقَ اللَّهُ فِي arhamihinna," That they conceal that which Allah has created in their wombs. Meaning, this ayah proves to us that when it comes to the matters of haild, when it comes to the matters of pregnancy, then a woman's word is going to be accepted. Because in this ayah, what do we see? It is not permissible for them to conceal. Which means that it is necessary for them to let it be known. To who? To the whole world. No, to those who need to know. For example, the husband. For example, the judge. So when it is mandatory for them to let it be known, that means their word will be accepted. Understand? Because if her word was not taken, then she would not be left to tell others. So her word is going to be accepted concerning whatever she says about her period, about Her pregnancy But what if a woman says something Really ridiculous But sometimes girls What do they say I have my period They have their period one weekend And then you see them two weeks later I have my period Are you praying No I have my period Are you praying No I have my period Always they have their period So should the parents Just say Okay you have your period You have your period So basically A woman's word has to be accepted for But if a woman says something That's unheard of That's Unreal, then will her word be accepted? No. You can't. You won't. There's basically a story behind this issue. <inaudible> Once, there was a woman and a husband, they had a problem, so basically there was a, a case of divorce. And their case was brought to Ali <inaudible> And she said that, my husband gave me divorce, and since he pronounced the talaq, I have had three periods, Okay, since then, how much time has gone by? Only one month. So three periods in one month. So Ali radhilaw anhu, he said to Shuraih, right, Shuraih who was present over there, he said, Iqdi Bainahuma, judge between them two. So he said, oh leader of the believers, how can I when you are here, meaning how am I supposed to make a judgment? You are supposed to make the decision concerning them. So he said, no, no, you do it. So Shuraih, he said that the statement inshallah we'll learn later in the Bab, that if she brings evidence from the close women, who are to her that it is possible for a woman to have three periods in one month, then we'll accept her claim. But if no one testifies to this, then we will not accept her claim. You understand? So basically we see that there are three kind of claims that a woman can make concerning her periods, concerning her pregnancy. One claim is, you know, when she claims something about her head that is very much possible. She says, I had, I have one period. In a month I menstruate once A month I menstruate for 8 days I menstruate for 10 days I menstruate for 12 days I menstruate for 4 days For 3 days For 2 days This is what? Acceptable It's normal So in this case Her word will be Accepted as is But if she says something unusual Like for example She says that She has had 3 periods in 1 month Then in this case She has to bring evidence What evidence? We learn about that. That the women of that community will testify that, yes, this is possible. Or for example, a medical report, a medical doctor. You know, they say that, yes, this is possible. Evidence is needed. The third kind of a claim is that which is unheard of, meaning it's not real, it's not possible. So for example, a woman says, I had three periods in ten days. Right? That a woman says, yeah, yeah, I had my period. Last week, for three days, you know, I took a bath, I started praying, and then I started my period again for three days. And then I took a bath, I became clean for two days, and I started my period again. So this is my third period of the month. So in this case, will her word be accepted? No. It won't be accepted. Alright? Now, when it comes to her salah, her siyam, that's her responsibility. You cannot force her to pray. You cannot force her to fast. This is her responsibility. But when it comes to legal issues like idda, like divorce then in that case obviously the judge has to see. Now the judge has the right to accept or reject. You understand? Based on whether that claim is acceptable or unusual or impossible. Alright? So there's three kind of claims. Now with regards to this issue three periods in one month will such a claim be accepted or not? Evidence is needed. Okay, Because it's kind of possible but it's very unusual. But the thing is that many scholars have said that there's a minimum number of days of haid and minimum number of days of Tuhur. So for example, for haid, the minimum number of days is one. A woman may have her period only for one day. It's possible. Tuhur, the minimum duration of Tuhur of the state of purity between periods, according to some scholars, is 10 days, according to others, is 13 days, according to others, is 5 days, according to others, is 3. Because see, in the matter of Idda, it's a very serious issue. A woman may be lying. I've had my 3 periods. She wants to get away. But she hasn't had her 3 periods. And if the judge says, okay, if he accepts her claim, then the husband doesn't have the right to take her back. You see what I mean? And if the husband was intending to take her back, but she keeps saying, I have my period, I have my period, I have my period, and in that time, the time is over, then in that case, the marriage is finished. Irregular period or unusual period. Okay, so this topic is not istihada. Because remember, istihada, the bleeding is different, the characteristics are different. This topic, this bab, deals with, you can say, irregular periods or periods that come too quickly. There's very less time of tuhr between them. So this is what this topic deals with. Unusual frequency That for some women It's 15 days Within 15 days They have another period For other women It's 20 days For other women It's 3 months Sometimes It's because of various reasons That You know The frequency is unusual So in that case What should be done? So in the case where It's like this That it's coming too soon Then in that case What should be done? Evidence is needed an And it is Reported It is mentioned from Ali وَشُرَيْحٍ that in atun, this is what the incident is referring to, that if a woman ja'at bibayhinatin, if she comes with a clear evidence, min bitanati ahliha, from bitana of her ahl, from her family. And what does bitana refer to? The khawas, the closely related members, right? So, close women of her family, of the community, if they say, mimman, and these women are mimman from those who yurda deenuhu, whose deen is is approved of, meaning they are practicing women. They are known for their truthfulness and their honesty. Their deen is accepted. And they say that fi That a woman can menstruate thrice in a month, then Suddiqat. Then her claim will be confirmed. It will be accepted. So you understand? Now, these people don't have to say that yes, she did have a period and we saw. No. The testimony that they're giving is That yes, it is possible for a woman to menstruate Thrice in a month in our family Yes, this happened to our grandmother Yes, this happened to our aunt You know, people say this, right? This happened to our distant cousin So, it will be accepted But if no one confirms Then in that case, it will not be accepted That claim will be rejected Alright? And likewise, if there is medical evidence That proves the possibility of such an occurrence Then the woman's claim will be accepted but if medically it is impossible, then such a claim will be rejected. وَقَالَ عَطَاءٌ And عطاء said, أَقْرَأُهَا مَا كَانَتْ Now another issue. That irregular right, frequency, whatever. So he said, أَقْرَأُهَا أَقْرَأَ plural of قر, right? قُرُوء ثَلَاثَةِ قُرُوء Remember the meaning of قُرُوء? There are two meanings, right? One is the period of purity and the other is the actual حَيْض. So her period of purity or her حَيْض Will be makanat. Will be as they were before. In other words, her past menstrual pattern will be taken into account. Wabihi qara Ibrahim and Ibrahim al Nahari? he said the same thing. That her periods will be what they were before. So basically, some scholars, they did not specify a minimum or maximum duration of hayd or tuhur. Some scholars said that no, if she says one day after, then her hayd has begun. If she says three days, her hayd has begun. No, other scholars said that no it's not about the minimum number of days of طُهُر of Hail. this will be judged based on the Ada of the woman the habit of the woman the usual pattern that typically what's her habit how often does she menstruate for how long how frequently her habit will be taken into consideration they said that the periods are what they have been meaning her previous pattern so her habit will be observed so if she menstruated for more or less days than the minimum maximum then it will be considered her haid meaning for example she has haid for one day for one day and night this is her regular habit every month this is what she has then that will be considered her haid likewise if she has haid for 3 days and in the middle she is clean for 10 days always this is her habit always 10 days she is clean 15 days she is clean in the middle then that will be accepted as her ada so basically, you have to know what your habit is, what your cycle is. Every woman has to know. And where it is not possible to determine her usual habit, because it's always been very unpredictable, then in that case, what will be seen? The usual habit of the women in her family. Okay? The bitana of her family. وَقَالَ عَطَاءٌ And عَطَاء said, الْحَيْضُ يَوْمٌ The حَيْض is يَوْمٌ Minimum one day إِلَى خمسة عشرة to a maximum of 15 days. This is the opinion of Imam Ahmad bin Hanbul as well as Imam Shafi'i shafiri that the minimum is of one day, maximum is 15 days. So if it goes past 15 days, it is not hayd, it will be considered istihadah. And if it comes even for one day, one day of the month, she has bleeding, then it will be considered her hayd. If that is her habit. Okay? If that is her habit. Imam Abu Hanifa, he said the maximum duration of period is 10 days. But the majority of the scholars The other schools of thought They said it is 15 days Now the fact is That there is no text Of the Quran or Sunnah That mentions the maximum number Of days Or the minimum number of days Of Hayd or of Tuhr Why? Every woman is different Isn't it so? And every stage of life is different As a young girl A woman may have very regular periods But as she grows older Her periods may become different Right? So every woman is different. Sheikh ibn Uthaymeen, he was asked, is there a definite number of days for the minimum or maximum length of periods? And he replied, there is no definite number of days for the minimum or maximum length of menses because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, يَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ الْمَحِيدِ قُلْ هُوَ أَذَى فَاعْتَزِلُوا النِسَاءَ فِي الْمَحِيدِ is what? As long as it is machِيد. Could be one day, could be five days, could be ten days, could be fifteen days. As long as a woman knows that it is her mahil, then it is her machِيد. You understand? So that is what mahil is. There is no minimum or maximum. Yes, sometimes a woman can have twice a month. It's possible, right? It's possible that her next period came too soon. Now, some people they specified that there has to be a minimum of ten days in the middle, minimum of two weeks in the middle, minimum of three weeks in the middle. But the fact is that there is no minimum in the middle. He said, "I asked Ibn Sirin about a woman الدم, who sees blood after her purity, meaning she became clean and she saw blood, within how how many days? ايام, within five days. Meaning she became clean after her periods and five days after she saw blood again. So five days of طهر and her hail began again. So is that حيض? قال, he said, النساء bi بذلك. Women are more knowing of that. Meaning a woman knows herself best. Now, based on this incident and this statement, Many scholars, they said that if a woman has five days of purity in the middle, even that can be tuhr, meaning that's acceptable. In other words, if she begins a period five days after her previous period, it will be considered period and not istihada. This was the opinion of, of Ibn Taymiyyah as well. That if a woman has a period seven days, let's say, five days she's clean, she starts a period again. She starts bleeding again. That bleeding is not istihada. it is haid as long as it has the characteristics of haid. As long as it has the characteristics of health If it has the characteristics, then it is health Some scholars said that, no, it has to be 13 days. But again, there is no specification. So because of this reason, what should be done? Characteristics have to be observed. Ada has to be observed. These two things. Clear? So when it comes to irregular periods, what are you going to do then? If it has the characteristics, then it will be period. If it's exceeding 15 days Let's say a woman started her period 15 days It's not ending Then it is istihadah If it's just spotting Color discharge Then in that case It is not period Why? Because it doesn't have the characteristics of hayd Remember the characteristics? The color, the smell, the consistency We will learn about that mm-hmm. That if a woman has her hayd She becomes clean And after some time she sees some spotting Like it was discussed earlier Sufrah Right? She sees some spotting, color discharge, or even a spot of blood, or even a clot, for example, then in that case she will disregard it. We will learn about the report of Umratiyyah, where she said that they didn't give any importance to such spots. Why? Because it could be leftover uterine lining that was not shed properly, but because it came after the purity, the usual habit, okay, it's outside of the usual habit, that's why it will be disregarded. Okay? But let's say A woman had her period for 7 days. She became clean for 5 days, for 10 days, for 7 days. And what happened? She started bleeding again. And that bleeding is not like a nosebleed. That bleeding is like period. It's not just spotting. It's actual bleeding. Then that will be considered her haid. And if it's more than one day, definitely haid. Meaning 15 days she's constantly bleeding. After 15 days again she's bleeding. Then she has to take a bath and start praying. And if she continues to bleed, she will regard that as istihada. I was just wondering, with all of these, hadiths uh, we read that you know the importance of, uh, of women, of noting down and being careful about yes. her periods, yes. and because she has to pray salah, and because we have uh, studied previously that you know the naqs and deen. Yes. and you know it, it means that it shows me that it's uh, the so right of the husband. There's so many you. things, exactly. Yeah. So know yourself, for young girls especially, if they have to take, you know, help whether of young or others. old, it doesn't matter, honestly. Yeah. You have to record. You have to record. And once you start recording, you will become familiar with yourself. And if there's a problem, very irregular, then you need help. You need to go to the doctor. And when you go to the doctor, the doctor will ask you, when did you last have your period? For how many days? So if you don't have an answer, they can't help you much. They will have to observe you. It doesn't just affect your deen, it affects your body, it affects your health. Infertility affects the relationship with the husband as well. So a woman should be very careful with regards to this. حدثنا أحمد بن أبي رجاء قال حدثنا أبو سامة قال سَمِعْتُ هِشَامَ بن عروة قال أخبرني أبي عن عائشة أن فاطمة بنت أبي حبيش سألت النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قالت عشر طلوع عن that Fatima, the daughter of أبو حبيش she asked the prophet الله عليه وسلم saying that إنني فلا أطهره I have istihada and I do not become clean أفا الصلاة then should I leave the prayer فقالَ so he said لا no إنَّ ذَلِكَ indeed that is just a نَعْرَ but leave the prayer قَدْرَ الْأَيَّامِ the amount of days التي كُنْتِ تَحِيضِينَ in which you habitually have your حِيضَ فيها in it ثمَ then take a bath وصَلِّي and pray سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب السلام عليكم